Hey, everybody, get ready for a truly unique podcast experience today. We've titled the show Anonymous Tradamus. See, it's clever because our guest is anonymous. He's giving you some Nostradamus-like predictions for the next 12 months. This one's going to be pretty fun to reflect back on. So sit back and enjoy episode 15 of the Ministry of Freedom show. Welcome to episode 15 of the Ministry of Freedom show. That's Bruce Coddington. I'm Jim Motes. And the guy over there that you're not going to see is our special guest who is going to remain anonymous today. And we're going to dive into that a bit. And the show is going to look a little bit different today. So they're going to see a lot more of hopefully you. Nope. It's just a hundred percent you. Wonderful. And I've actually got it zoomed in on your nose. That's even better. <laughs> That's my favorite feature. <laughs> so everyone's going to see me say staring nose hairs, over there but you at never you and wondering, and wondering what... I, no, because I, you know, I get waxed. I know, I know. I'm a big wax guy. I had to cut myself short. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. So a couple housekeeping things that I think uh, I, are going to be cool to go over. So I'm down in the rabbit hole of the YouTube metrics and finding that we're getting... I think the number is close to 20,000 views of the shorts and the shows and everything in the course of a week. And we have 15% of our people are subscribed. So we need subscribers on YouTube. So that would help a ton. So if you like the content, subscribe, follow and like the videos and engage with us. We've been seeing a lot more comments, which has been kind of, well, I guess fun. <laughs> Some of them have been interesting. Hostile. <laughs> so, yeah, let's say some of them have been hostile. We had some controversial topics on the Q&A that kind of came up. So it's been interesting. So that's okay. Um, here's the real cool thing. So the website's live. Have you checked out the website yet? Morpheus? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. So ministryoffreedom.show. So it's... It's really freaking good. And I hate to sound surprised because I sound like those people that are like, hey, Jim, I listen to your show. You know, it's, not, it's like a real podcast. Yeah. So Bruce has worked his butt off in this website. So the first thing I say, I said, Bruce, this is like a real website. So I'm sorry for the <laughs> no, <it's okay>. condescension. <laughs> um, but man, it is really freaking good. So guys, peruse the site, uh, sign up to receive the update, the show news. There's a place to submit questions uh, that I, I tested yesterday. So oh. they, and they come right to me. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So someone hits submit and in 10 seconds I get a ping. And so I'll, I'll be on it because right? I'm all about this. So that'll be fun. So you can, they can send in questions, comments. Um, there's cool merchandise on there. So Morpheus, if you need some cool merchandise, go on there and check it out. I'll have to check it out. You got your complimentary shirt. And there's more where that came from. Now, you can hold it up. No one's going to see it. <laughs> Very stylish. Very stylish. Oh, I like it. Like Very it. cool, huh? Cool. Yes. So yeah, so there's merch there. There's also ways to uh, to help contribute to the show and our future endeavors, such as the... Did I tell you I'm writing a book? You may have mentioned that. Yeah. So yeah. it's in process and it's been an interesting, interesting endeavor. We're getting there. So that'll be something else coming, one of the impossibles that we're going to try to get done. Okay. You ready for me to shoot you some of the book over? No. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Am I ever ready? We're just going to move on. All right. <laughs> so also, and I, you know, I was thinking, I've never once mentioned this on the show. So follow us on Instagram. So at Ministry of Freedom Show. And then, I don't, I don't know if you 
want people following your stuff or not. It's family stuff. I need to get one for the show. Okay. Mine is not family stuff. So it's just me. So it's at Real Jim Motes. There's a story behind it. It's not as arrogant as you might think. Um, so Real Jim Motes. <laughs> it's not like there's a fake one, but so that's where we're at. All right, so it's time to get into this. So we're going to refer to our anonymous guest as Morpheus today. Uh, his idea. I like it. I kind of do too. And uh, it suits him. <laughs> Am I going to take the red pill or the blue pill? So I don't know which is which. I, I can't recall. <laughs> which one would we take? Red I pill. I want to get out of the matrix. Yeah, that's the red pill. Okay. I think. Now I'm going to be wrong. All right. So someone in the comments will let us know. I promise. So the views expressed today may or may not line up with you or I or, you know, what we're trying to, to put out there. But it's important to get, I think, these views out there. When we say views, I've got some questions that maybe I'm going to kind of blindside you with a little bit. Okay. Uh, so that'll be fun, but we'll save those. What we're going to do initially, though, is we're going to talk about some scriptures and your feeling on a couple that you sent over to me. And then also I asked Morpheus to send over his 12-month predictions so there's, uh, we have 10 of them that you sent over and you talk about, I mean, this is like the most prepared cat ever. <laughs> so this, this is going to be good. As I read through these, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, eh. so um, <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> everybody will have feelings about what's going on here. So this is going to, I think this is going to be pretty darn cool. So, um, Morpheus, as we're calling you, uh, you are one of the most insightful and thoughtful people I know. And I shared that before we started rolling. And, and I sincerely mean that I mean, you're, you're a true friend. You're an amazing dude. You tend to maybe be a little, what the masses would call conspiratorial on some things, right? Mm -hmm. Not that that's bad. Um, maybe leaning towards some tin foil hat type of things, sure. which is fine. And I kind of do too, in, in some ways, I kind of like that. You are currently in the marketplace, thus the anonymity, and without saying what organization you work for, let's just say that your job description, as you let me know, is to make sound database decisions. Mm -hmm. I like that kind of mind. So mm -hmm. it's kind of follow this and then it equals this. Yes, sir. And I like that. So I think that's, uh, that's good. We've got some scriptures that you sent over to me that I want to unpack. Before that, is this a good time where we could discuss? Because oh, we're going to jump in. Right we're going to jump into some some Christ centered perspectives on some things, and I'm going to set this up a little bit. I don't know if you know this. So you follow the NFL? Not too much at all. Okay, so I obsess about it, and that's sad in itself. Chiefs. I am a Chiefs fan, yeah. yes. So I also am a CJ Stroud fan. So he's the rookie quarterback of the Houston Texans, and they're in the playoffs. And he's a devout Christian dude. Mm -hmm. Every press conference, everything that he does, he's all about Jesus. And when he won his game this last weekend, it was broadcast on NBC. So in the post-game interview on the field, there was a version that aired that, and they clipped out the beginning when he was given glory to Jesus Christ. He believes Jesus is his Lord and Savior. He's very open about it. And NBC got kind of caught red-handed cutting that out. Yes. So it's kind of making the rounds in the media and stuff. So I thought we'd play the clip and I'd like to get your opinions on it. Sir, is the clip in here? So I, it should be. This is the, um, yeah, this is that 
that David stuff I sent you, right? By, by the way, Jim, it wasn't just his team. It w- or it wasn't just uh, the NBC. It was his team also that that uh, it was uh, edited what came out. Yes, sir. So, yeah. and you know what? It's it's a, actually not even. We don't need a clip. Here's exactly what happened. He says, she, she says, how's it feel? You know, da, da, da. He says, I first and foremost want to give glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It was a great team victory, you know, whatever. But what aired was, it, oh, it's a great team victory in that delay, which is a pretty short delay. So everything doesn't air live. There's a seven to 10 second delay on most of these broadcasts. Somebody in their truck probably knew, hey, Stroud's going to talk about Jesus. So in that delay time, they must have gone in there and said, hey, we're going to clip this out. That's astounding to me. Now, I'm going to give you a a couple questions and things to ponder. If that, let's say that Stroud was a devout Muslim dude. And he wanted to say, by the way, I would have no issue with them broadcasting this, and they should. If a mm-hmm. player says, you know, uh, my faith is in Allah, and I give all praise to Allah for mm-hmm. the strength, it was a great team victory, that needs to be aired. I think so as well. What are we doing? Would it have been clipped if it was that scenario? What's your opinion? Nope. Probably not. I'd, I can't say either, but I'm pretty darn... My, my chips would go on. They would air it. Um, I think that there's certainly an open... Is, is war too tough of a word to say there's a war on Christianity in our country? Because it seems like there's a war Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. It seems like that that's going on. And I think this is the first time... Maybe it's been going on a long time, and this is the first I've been made aware of it. But this guy is so overtly Christian that they must have been ready for. Right. Yeah. To edit him as if he said a cuss word. Exactly. Right. Cause that's the, cause all they're doing is they're hitting a button. There you go. Yeah. To, like as if, cause, yeah. cause that's why you're on the delay. Cause yeah. if they drop the F bomb, they're going to hit it so that it doesn't, so kids aren't hearing that. Yeah. So they think that they're protecting kids. Yeah. So you can't indoctrinate children during the NFL broadcast. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that's going to lead us in. Uh, I'm sure we'll circle back to the state of the country and and spiritually where the country's at and, and what that means for us moving forward. But that was appalling to me. And you know, let's let the marketplace of ideas decide what which views we should hold and which we, we can't. Why should we have someone else decide for us uh, what's proper to listen to and what isn't? You know, who, who decides who the decision makers are? Mm-hmm. You know, these, these are self-appointed people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. There is a, the timing of this is going to be interesting. So this show comes out, it's going to be like 10 days from when we're doing this. So um, this last Monday were the Iowa caucuses and Donald Trump just killed it. Uh, This is interesting. So there's 99 counties in Iowa. He won 98 counties. The one he didn't win was in Johnson County. And that's where the University of Iowa is. And he lost it by one vote. <laughs> so I found that interesting. So your vote matters uh, or however the caucus type of thing works. Yep. So afterwards, he gave a speech, which was really kind of not in line with kind of what Trump does. Um, I got a pen for you, bro. Okay. The speech that Trump gave was very not like 
you'd expect. It was somewhat congratulatory to the people that he destroyed. And it was a little more humble. And it was some of his best work. I, I thought it was really, really good. But you had to search for it because if you searched MSNBC and the liberal sites, they decided to not air it. And the reason was they, they, they don't even say him by name. Right. The winner of tonight's Iowa caucus is speaking live. We've decided to not air this because we can be in a, there's real con. I think the words that Rachel Maddow used were, there are real consequences for news organizations. If we air things that are untrue. Yeah. Is your head about to explode? <laughs> right. Because no. no. they're, they're completely lying. controlled, completely controlled. And, and you guys have no doubt heard about operation mockingbird, uh, which in the 1970s, uh, a, a senator uh, named Frank Church, he may have been a congressman, uh, but he brought it before Congress. And uh, they got the CIA to admit that it had at least 400 agents in the media at that time, at least 400. Uh, they got them to admit some other things as well. Well, if they had 400 agents in the media in 1974, how many do you think they have 50 years later? So our media is completely controlled. Uh, the other thing is these men are, are merchants of lies, and and truth has a, has a force about it that impacts lives, and they can't afford to let the truth be spoken. You can talk about any aberration or perversion you want uh, outside of that, but once you start talking about the truth, you're talking about something that is a threat to their very power structure. Well put. It's It's a little spooky. We've talked uh, before on the show and in, in just private talks, uh, Bruce and I have about, it seemed like when we were kids, when we, what we were watching on the, you know, the six o'clock news, the five thirty news, whenever the national news came on, it seemed like I remember taking that as truth. Oh yeah. And I didn't care as much as a youth as I probably should have. Well, and do and now, our parents, but, like they would even take commercials as truth. Yeah. Anything that came across the TV, if you saw it on the TV, it was true. The, there's so much <laughs> untruth. That's why they call it programming. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievable to me. So, um, yeah, I, I, the pantsuit thing too with Rachel Maddow. I wasn't going to bring up the pantsuit. Another thing. I mean, I I rarely see this girl, this this woman on TV. It's, it's the same thing. I'm like, is this? Did they tape these speeches like in one day and air them for six months? Because I've never seen her in anything else. It's just she's she's the worst and she's horrible. <laughs> That's really off subject and probably inappropriate. I love the clip with because a lot of people that are talking about this when they air the when they air her saying that you know we with it, it's really dangerous for for us to have this yeah. information. They followed up with the clip of her saying, "If you get the vaccine, the virus stops there." Dude. Right? <laughs> Do you listen to Megan Kelly's show? Yeah, I dig Megan Kelly's podcast. Megan Kelly fan. <laughs> Well, you know, she had that little disagreement with Trump back at the elections. I, I am to understand that she has made some kind of peace with Trump, and she doesn't seem quite as militant. So I'm, I'm for that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a fan, yeah. and uh, her show is pretty darn amazing, and she's got these clips, too. I, it, it's just one after the other, lie and lie and lie, and it's just amazing to me. So, yeah. But there, I guess there are people that— they tune into that and they believe what Rachel oh, Maddow is telling them. And again, you talk about being protected. Do people need to be protected from the Republican nominee for president? You know, that's probably At what's going to happen. We, we, we have to be protected. Their yeah. job is to protect our poor minds from that. Yeah. 
because he might lie to We're you. children that need to be stewarded, don't you know? And it's just, thank you for protecting us. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. I always like to ask guests, hey, is there anything in your heart from a scripture perspective that, that you'd want to talk about? And you sent me over a couple. So I'm going to read them. And I also, you, you sent, you're so good, man. You also sent notes with each of the scriptures. So I'm going to read these, okay? Sure. First scriptures, Psalm 27, one from the NIV. It reads, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now the note that you sent, it reads, a sincere and reverent fear of God delivers us from fear of everything else because sincere and informed faith crushes and destroys fear. It's good, man. You want to expand on it? Explain what you mean? Sure. Uh, faith is the operating force in the kingdom of God. Uh, fear is the operating force in the kingdom of darkness. And so it's either one or the other. It's a teeter-totter. And each day, if you, you have to fill yourself with things, you have to, as it says in Jude, to build yourself up in your most holy faith. So if you're filled with and, – and the Mockingbird Media, which we've talked about, uh, their, uh, their whole thing is uh, – Trauma-based conditioning. Can we get someone fearful? And I can still remember the day when I shut off that doom and I started filling myself with with God. Uh, so you're either going to be a slave to one or the other. And and the way to get to conquer fear isn't so much self-affirmation as being full of the Spirit of God. It it burns out the darkness inside of you. Um, so that I, I think good yeah. uh, it's well said man thoughts on that scripture you ready to move on ready to move on yeah so great. here's a place of the bible i'm not at all the time so the book of titus chapter 1 verse 15 to the pure all things are pure but to those who are corrupted and do not believe nothing is pure in fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. Your note, the quality of our connection to God determines the quality of our reception of the truth because Jesus Christ himself personifies truth. So what we're going to discuss today is what you perceive as truths, along with some predictions about what's going to happen. Any more thoughts on Titus? Oh, God you know, uh, uh, Jesus Christ is a personification of truth. And, uh, and so if we're living in, in communion with him, we're living in closer relationship with him. He's going to, he's going to tweak us when there's something said that, that doesn't fit with his truth. And that doesn't mean you're going to have absolute truth, but you're going to know inside, you're going to know inside what's going on. Um, you know, it says in Hebrews, uh, solid food is for the mature who by constant use have learned to determine the difference between good and evil. And for me, there's like a churning that goes on inside. I, as you know, I'm, I'm a feeler. There's a churning that goes on side, inside of me when, when something is said that is not true and, and something mm -hmm. I, the spirit doesn't feel right to me. And, uh, um, you know, the, the other thing is what happens is, do we just perceive truth as irrationally or do we perceive it with our spirits? You know, I, I believe we're spirit, soul, and body. The soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And when God made Adam and Eve, they were in communion with God. It was their spirits that were ascendant 
followed by their souls and their bodies. Our body is just the vehicle that we that we whatever moat uh, walk around in. Uh, so that rationality, rationality is a good thing, but ultimately God's going to guide you into the truth. Uh, in Thessalonians, it talks about those who refuse to love the truth, and because they refuse to love the truth, they were damned. Uh, we have to love the truth, uh, and and uh, it, it, Scripture says if we don't, we can be given over to a reprobate mind. To me, that's one of God's scariest judgments, and I think that's true even for believers. If I'm watching something on the internet I shouldn't or whatever, God will start to shut down my ability to ascertain the truth, and He'll 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 kind of. I'll start to, you know, intellectualize it or or rationalize it and say, oh, you know, it's no big deal. But but God is kind of tweaking me there. Now, that doesn't mean I'm losing my salvation. The 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 job here isn't necessarily to avoid heaven or hell. It's to walk closely with the Lord. It's to abide in him, to remain remain in him. That's what it talks about in John 15. I'm going to remain in the vine. If I'm connected to the vine, I'm going to bear much fruit. If I don't remain connected, I'm going to get off. Uh, God knows that I could be my own worst enemy. And so he saves me that way. He just doesn't just save me from others and from sin and, and all that. He saves me from myself sometimes. That's a good word. So do you believe that if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're living according to God's will for our lives. In other words, we're not just operating in debauchery and willful sin. Do you believe that provides us a discernment for the truth that apart from those things we don't have? Yes, absolutely. That's an interesting perspective. So our spiritual eyes and ears need to be super honed in. Otherwise, we might hear something and it'll ring true when it may not be. As we spend time with him, as we spend time talking to him, it, it teaches us to hear his voice. If you don't have a prayer life, you're going to have a hard time hearing what the Lord's trying to say. So spending time with him is going to give you that. It's 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 a learned skill. It's a learned skill. And there's a tool belt, you know, a tool belt that you have in in relating to God. The scripture says, find out what pleases God. And and some of the things that please him are a grateful heart, and and uh, and a heart that doesn't quit and keeps coming after him, uh, things like that, uh, that God is pleased with. Um, How can? You know. Because we, I think, I consider men like us kind of on the patriot side of things. We love America. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not about destroying um, the American way of life and capitalism in the system. And we understand there's issues with America and those need to be addressed. But I think we're patriots and love the country. Yes. I also believe that there are people that are not Christians who are also patriots. How, what would your advice be to those patriots who may be agnostic and maybe not quite sure how would they be able to discern truth through all that's being thrown at them? We're bombarded with all this nonsense all day long. How could somebody apart from Christ be able to tune in and be able to discern even if they're not quite following Jesus? What a great question. <laughs> what a great question. Thank you. I'm here every Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I mean, ultimately, it's 
it's your decision on uh, on on whether you're going to follow Christ or not. And uh, I think a, a great start is saying, Lord, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And uh, um, there's also, you know, a favorite scripture of mine uh, is uh, Matthew uh, eleven twelve. Uh, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the, Ooh, the violently kingdom, advancing. Yes, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to violence, and the violent lay claim to it. And the God that that I worship is He does not do second place well. Uh, it's 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 got to be a hundred percent if you're really going to hear from Him and you're really going to walk with Him. If it's ninety nine, it's 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 going to be pretty muffled, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so. Go after it. It says in Jeremiah, is it Jeremiah? When you when you seek for me with your whole heart, I'll be found by you. And uh, there are and those God not to interrupt to you. That. There are those who don't want to seek him. Yep. And we've been we've been one of those people in our past. Absolutely, you and me, Jim. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I uh, my heart is that. Yeah, you know, I love Jesus, and boy, I just would love everybody to to you know buy buy into that, and, and I want to help them you know come to that realization. But I also understand that there are going to be people in my lifetime that I'm going to be around in my sphere of influence, even that are going to say no, and I still need them on my team, and I still want them in my life, and I want to make sure. I think one of the one of our roles then might be let's do our best to not sit silently when there are truths that need to be spoken. So we ask, well, how would they know? Maybe, maybe Christ following people and people filled with the Holy spirit. I would agree. I think maybe there is a discernment factor there that maybe we, we can see things a little more clearly sometimes than others. And that I'm not positive of that, but I've, I've felt both ways. And when I'm really dialed in spiritually, I do feel a clarity that I, I, I have a better understanding of some things and it could be real and it could be not, but if it's my perception, it sure is my reality. So that being said, we can't, we can't not say the truth. Um, it's uncomfortable sometimes, and it's going to offend people at Thanksgiving. And, oh, no. you know, especially, you know, getting online and saying some things that we believe 100% are true is, is going to be a little bit unpopular. And uh, again, refer to the comments. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I haven't been called this many names in a long time, and I am freaking digging it. Um, <laughs> Because I feel that I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm digging it because I'm not some yeah. kind of masochist, but it yeah. makes me feel empowered because I'm speaking what I believe is true. I'm not like, yeah. what can I say today to piss people off? That is certainly not the role, but but I think truth does need to be spoken. And I think one of the greatest lies that people are falling for is that they don't have a voice. Yeah. Well, you know, Bruce yeah. hasn't set up a microphone for them. I, they have nothing to say. Yeah, you, you have something to say. And I think that we need to we need to use those voices because you can bet the other side is using theirs. And sometimes people need to see a sermon rather than hear one. That's a good word. I, I think, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, and and you know, I you know, I, I've been there in my life where I found Christians extremely annoying. And what what the heck are you smiling about all the time? What's 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 the big deal here? And uh, you know, <laughs> a friend of mine would call them morons for Jesus. You know, people, you know, people who uh, what's what's up with that? And I think a person that is disconnected from experiencing the love of God, uh, that's a logical conclusion. It's like, what's up with these people? But it's experiencing the love of God that changes everything. You know, yeah. myself as a former drug addict, yourself as a former drug addict, uh, 
Christ changes everything. And it's not head knowledge, it's experiential knowledge. That's what the difference maker is. Yeah, that's good, man. Got one more scripture that you threw at us. You ready? Sure. First Corinthians, or as I like to call it, Corinthians 13, 12. <laughs> There's a second Corinthians. Correct. I, 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 just, yeah, yeah, I, I stumbled over the word Corinthians and I just wanted to enunciate. I actually know how to say the word. Right. If there wasn't a second one, this wouldn't have a one in front of it. Right. There's not first Ephesians, is there? Yeah. Bible scholars. First Corinthians thirteen twelve. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. See, that's King James stuff. That's t- it doesn't flow as good as the other stuff, but man, that's yeah. good. Uh, your note on it. In this life, we see through a glass darkly. So kind of cloudy. Is it? Opaque. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love that. Good word. <laughs> I use it at parties all the time. <laughs> Are you invited back? <laughs> Get out of here, nerd boy. Right. Here's opaque, man. <laughs> Party's over. And, and you continue. And so we cannot know absolutely. And yet I believe God lets us see patterns if we look closely enough. So, and I don't want to speak for you, but what you're saying is we might not know beyond a shadow of a doubt, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, but you know what? God's going to let us see some, uh, that's where your data kind of history and your mindset comes in is you're always looking for the pattern. What's the pattern? Well, this has happened and this has happened. So I love how your mind works in that way. It's kind of like beautiful mindy to me. Um, I'm like, man, I just like listening to this cat because boy, it's it, my mind doesn't necessarily work like that. So it's intriguing to me. So am I close? Yeah. Um, uh, you can keep going on that. I'm, I'm thinking on that one still. Okay. So patterns, I guess, is what I'm yeah. saying. So you basically are saying, let me let me refer back to the scripture. Let me give let me give you a a verse uh, from Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I think a lot of Christians believe it's a blind faith. God has not called us to a blind faith. He's called us to the substance. He's called us to the evidence, and the evidence is His Spirit within us. It's uh, what is mm. what is my reaction? What's going on inside of me as I respond to this this scripture? Am I getting churning that just doesn't feel right? Um, is it, it, the other thing is I was listening to Kim Clement this morning. Uh, uh, he's he's one of the prophets that I trust, but he said something extremely interesting. He said, uh, um, "It's not enough to draw faith from the present. You also need to draw forth faith from the future." through prophetic insight. So God has, has given us his prophets. It says in Amos that uh, uh, God does nothing without first revealing his plans to the prophets. And I believe in the prophetic ministry. Uh, it also says, and I know I keep throwing out scriptures here, but it says in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, that uh, believe in the Lord and you will be established. But then it says, believe in his prophets and you will prosper. Succeed is the other word. And 
and this is a hard time for a lot of people. All the isolation, all the misinformation, all the propaganda that's going around. You have to have something that's meaningful for you right now. And if you're holding on to something in the past and that's all you got, you, you, need, you, need, to have, you need to have some kind of a fire hose from Father, something that, that encourages you and builds you up and strengthens you. And if you don't, you're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because you could read the scripture and it can just be going in your head, but it's not going into your heart. It's not not going into into the core of your being. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit needs to activate that. And so I, I'm just saying this is an avenue that we have uh, to apprehend God's truth. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm about ready for the prediction page. <laughs> so it's the meat and potatoes. <laughs> prepared uh yeah i don't want to miss these so we're going to take them one at a time and i'd like to expand on them bruce i'd love to hear your thoughts Uh, as i was reading through these i thought i'd like to know what bruce thinks about that so these are predictions for basically today through the end of january of 2025 Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it works out great so number one Donald J. Trump will reassume the U.S. presidency on or before January 20th, 2025. So the or before part needs to be unpacked a little bit because I could see, okay, you know, he's going to be the nominee and he, I could see him winning a general election. That's not that big of a stretch for me. Yep. I, I could see that happening. Aside from <laughs> which we'll get to, are they even going to let this dude run um so the or before when we met this last summer something that you said really kind of like what and you told me that you thought there was a chance that prior to election day of 2024 that john donald trump would be our president again and i Mm -hmm. thought man that seems pretty out there i'd love for you to expand on that um well i believe in a continuity of government and military occupancy um I'm not married to that perspective, but it certainly makes sense. Um, there were a lot of things that Trump did before he left office. But number one, as far as a second term for Trump, uh, that has been uh, multiple prophets have said that. Of course, everybody missed the timing. It's like, wow, you know, four years in the middle or whatever. Uh, now, when you say prophets, who, who are we? Who are we talking about? Just- so the prophets I trust. There are three. I think if you listen to too many, you're going to get yourself in trouble. You need to listen to people. With so these a track are modern record. day, alive now people that yes. you're listening to that you believe are prophets. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, one. Well, one is dead. Uh, that would be Kim Clement. He's okay. been dead since 2016. He prophesied Trump by name in 2007. Another is um, Mark Taylor. He prophesied Trump being the president by name in 2011. And the third is Johnny Enlow. And he prophesied back in 2016 that uh, Trump would be in. Uh, Interestingly enough, he also said that uh, uh, the world's going to be known as before Trump and after Trump. Mm. Um, uh, President Trump put a lot of things through. Uh, while he was still in office to suggest a military occupancy. And this has happened before in history. In World War II uh, in the Philippines, there were three years when a different person was the president of the Philippines who was not the actual president. He was a stand-in, something to research. So this this kind of thing has happened before. It's, it's a devolution of government. By devolution, the root word being devolved, it's a uh, – 
a, a way of decentralizing government. And uh, and Trump made a lot of alliances right as he was getting out, a lot of alliances with people who were going to do things uh, that would deal with different sectors of the economy, different sectors of uh, the political world, alliances that he put into place. Um, I believe that the present time um, – I think if uh, if Trump had stormed in in 2021 and said, you know what, I won that election fair and square, which I believe he did, but if he'd done that, we'd had a civil war. And there are certain things in life that you have to experience them to uh, to come to believe them. You could be told them, you could be told you're blue in the face, and it's like uh, uh you have to go through it to really understand it. Like every parent that's talked to a teenager, you know, I'm telling you, this is the way it is. And sometimes uh, there's no telling them. There's a, does that make sense? Did, mm-hmm. did I expand enough on that one for you? Yeah. Um, and there's more, but but I'll you take the lead here. I would say that I have a hard time wrapping my head around that Trump is going to be inserted by the military prior to an election. I wouldn't quite say it that way, but yeah. Okay. Um, that, that of course, would – the public would be up in arms if that was to happen, I think, you know, and deservedly so. Before that, I think the election of 2020 needs to be proven a complete fraud. And we'll get there. Right. I would be up in arms if that happened, and I'm yeah. hoping he is elected again. But, man, I got to go – I I don't like that kind. Of, I don't like people being kept off ballots. I don't like let's insert. It, it, so you know that's I'm boy, there. that's a slippery slope. I'm there. Uh, and it's interesting. That's fascism. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not about it. Yeah, um, not about it. And I don't think Trump's about it. Contrary to what a lot of people would have us believe, I don't, I don't see this guy as as a fascist guy. No. You? No. Uh, thoughts on I don't think one? he would want the responsibility of being a fascist. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> Who wants that headache? Yeah. Right. right. I mean, this fascism yeah. thing, it's just, that's a lot of work, man. You know, another, th- another thing to think about here is uh, you could tell uh, uh, regarding Trump, all the right people hate him. It's a good word. All the right people hate him. People that want to take away my freedom. Yeah. They want to take away my ability to parent. They want to take away my yeah. education. These are all the right people that hate him. Why are they willing to throw the kitchen sink at this guy? And this is a guy that, as he said, he's taken all the slings and arrows. They want to take him off the ballot. They And it, you got these kangaroo tr- uh, courts going after him with these uh, ridiculous charges that, yeah. you know, we're getting there eventually here in this discussion. Uh, but the, all the right people hate him. You could tell a man, uh, nature of man, by his enemies as well as his friends. Wait, that's it's worth the price of admission, right there, brother. Right, I like it. Well said. Okay, ready to put a bow on that and go on to number two. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. The truth about the stolen election of 2020 as well as many previous elections, will be revealed through extensive cyber data collected by the United States Space Force since its inception over four years ago. The issues regarding the stolen elections of 2020 have to be resolved prior to a successful open elections in 2024. Okay, there's a few things to talk about there. Stolen election of 2020. You are sold 100% that that is fact. Yes. Okay. And that there's proof of it that's out there and being collected. Yes. 
and you believe that the space force, which I got to be honest, I kind of forgot was a thing. Um, but it's still active. Oh, yeah. in, still in, active. They're in charge in, of cybersecurity for the United States. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the U.S. Space Force. And was Trump integral in the establishment of the Space yes. Force? That was yeah. in late 2019. He had a whole ceremony that dealt yeah. with it okay. and everything. Okay. So there's cyber data being collected by the Space Force that's going to bring a lot of this stolen election stuff to light. Mm-hmm. Expand? Um, you know... On this one here, I mean, this has to happen. Uh, we, what, what happened in 2020, we had a phony pandemic. We had a phony pandemic. We got phony vaccine. Really, it's just an experimental uh, RNA shot is what it was. And, and everybody's acting today like the pandemic, you know, never even happened. And, and nobody's really taking credit. Uh, the, the only reason for the pandemic, well, there was many good ones if, if you're evil. Uh, but one of the reasons it was put in place is to uh, so that they could institute absentee ballots. Yeah. And if we can institute absentee ballots, we can, we can make the vote say whatever we want. And and that's and and we see that being dallied with right now. We see them talking about you know and and frankly, uh, I know where you're going. I think on this, I don't think the American people are going to buy it. Uh, and and the science didn't add up. You know what we had? It, it was a real thing. The 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 uh, the pan the um, the COVID was, but it was just a bad flu, is really what it was. And it was it, it doesn't help that. Uh, it was created at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, exported to uh, to China. I mean, they've lied and lied and lied Seems about all like this. Seems like we're gonna we don't want to no. gloss over that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to circle back to the North Carolina. I went a little far, perhaps. <laughs> Not at all. No, we. I want you going further. Um, so that that's that's interesting. Um, so for sure, I, I, I can't get to a place where I don't understand how this country can't have an election day and people go and vote. And there might be some needs for some mail-in ballots. You know, there are special exemptions and things, and that's fine. And those are necessary. But why can't we show up, vote, and have our votes counted and know who won like right. that day? And do it on paper. Get rid of the machines. Do it on paper. France did it. 36 million votes one day. Over like that. Why can't we do it? It's yeah. – they're, they're – maneuvering to manipulate our election as we speak. And and I think a likely scenario is that uh, one section where I think the military perhaps is to supervise an election in 2024 because they uh, they've shown that they they can't get it right. They're going to they're going to they're going to fool us one way or the other. They're going to install their puppet one way or the other. They tried to do it with yeah. the, even the Republican nominee, Nikki Haley. And I mean, she's she's a globalist up one side and down the other. So did you see that Tim Scott came out and endorsed President Trump a couple of days ago? No. So that's a big deal because to me, that's a big deal. Yeah. So Cause I had a lot of respect for him. Nikki Haley. He probably doesn't have a job without Nikki Haley. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So she kind of put him in South Carolina in his position. And so he's he's a prominent Republican now. And I like this dude a lot. Me too. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So for him to be like, you know, Nikki's not who she says she is. No. That, 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 that's a big Nimrata. deal. Nimrada. That, that's her given birth name. She was born in India. Yeah. Nimrata. Yeah. You know, I, it shocked me the other day. They're like, you know, they're doing this to Nikki Haley because she's a person of color. I'm like, do I need to adjust my TV? I, this is the first I've heard of this. 
<laughs> so um, I want to go back to COVID for just a second. And I don't yeah. want to throw anybody under the bus here. But so I met the doctor yesterday. So I got, I got a jacked up wrist and I have to get some treatment on it, whatever. So anyway, and, and I, it's second time seeing this doctor and, and I really like this dude. Um, and I kind of got a feel for kind of where he's leaning a little bit on some things through our conversations the last time. So he comes in and the doors open to the exam room and stuff and he's checking me out. And I start talking about a lot of stuff like we're talking about. Right. And so he kind of gives me one of these kind of like looks over at the door. He says, gets up and shuts the door. <laughs> he says, in no uncertain terms, he says, I'm one of you. I'm like, all right. He says, and I'm going to tell you something that I would never say, especially at work for you and your loved ones. Never take an MRNA shot in your life. Yeah. Do not do it. He says, I didn't take it. I'm still here. And, and I'm like, okay, so here's a guy mm -hmm. that I'm trusting to do some stuff on me. And he's like, man. And I'm like, dude, I did it. He's like, well, you'll probably be all right. <laughs> What's going to happen to me? But so the PAI saw but, called it a bioweapon. Yeah. But there, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Um, but there's, <laughs> there's people, it, it's funny that it's kind of like, it's, we, I feel like I'm so underground just trying to speak truths to, to my the Just doc's trying gotta, to find the truth the doc's got to close his door and be like i can't let anyone hear that we're talking about this i'm like what yeah. are we talking we're not talking about yeah we're talking about free elections and let's yeah. it, it's crazy but anyway i thought that was an interesting aside um see how that controlling that is it, if there's things that you dare not utter that that controlling yeah. that's a yeah. way of of controlling the populace yeah it's 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 nuts mm -hmm. so the um the election to me, so what I come right out and say, I know it was stolen. I, I won't go that far just personally, but I will say it doesn't pass the eye test for me. I watched Biden talk to 12 people in, in, a, in a room and and I watched how not dynamic he is. And I watched Trump have 100,000 people at rallies. And I just don't know how Joe Biden got a record number of votes. Um, it's just hard for me to believe. So if you were to Gun to head, say you got to pick one side or the other and quit waffling. I think it was probably nefarious. I also don't think it was the first nefarious election in history. Yeah. And I also wouldn't say oh, everybody that's not a Republican steals elections. No, they're they're freaking it's crooks. Both sides. They're crooks, man. The Uniparty. They are. Mm -hmm. they, they are. are. Yeah. They're all crooks. Yeah. And you're right that uh, we do need to get back to a place where people are having some real faith in in elections. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Anything more on the stolen election stuff and the space force thing? I find really that's intriguing to me. That's pretty cool. You ever see? You ever watch the space force show on Netflix? Absolutely. Okay. Steve Carell's in it from the Office. I'll have to watch that. It's, you'd love it. it. It's a show that they they put out as soon as Trump because they're trying yeah, to make because they're making fun of it. Yep. Yeah. They're and making fun of Trump. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's it's when you it's, think about it, the power that Donald Trump has. Not only did he drive votes for Democrats, but he's driving votes for Republicans. He's driving all the votes in the last presidential election. Like nobody was voting for Biden. Yeah. So when you think of that, it's it's a little scary for one human to have that much power. It it is. Yeah. It's it, it is. I, I don't disagree. I'm glad that the guy with all that power seems to line up a lot more with my heart than, <laughs> right? Yep. If Kamala Harris had that kind of power, I wouldn't leave my house. Except to go to my bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for number three? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Stock market crash of 25% or more. 
That's not great. And I know you have some of your net worth in the market. And that's got to sound some alarm bells to you. And tell me why you think that and what might happen when that happens. So yesterday, an all-time high was reached for the Dow, the S&P 500, the Nikkei, uh, the German stock index. Uh, yeah. I think the Russell 2000 was the only one that didn't reach an all-time high. Um, <clears throat> if you look at what's driving the market, it's basically seven stocks. I just was kind of thinking about... Uh, so it's from the S&P largely, correct? So that's those stocks are in, in the S&P. No, these stocks here are in the, in the Dow. They Apple, are. Tesla, NVIDIA. Okay, you bet. Uh, but those 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 are kind of driving the market. Um, where we're going with this is there's um, a smoke and mirrors game being played with the economy. Um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS, they'll reveal you know consumer confidence is up, you know, and then two weeks later they will downgrade it, and it's all these headlines. And of course, only ten percent of the people who saw the initial headline will see the. The correction. Well, they did for 10 months in a row. Uh, they have, uh, excuse me, 10 out of the last 11, they've overstated it. Uh, the, the errors are always on the side of overstating how wonderful the economy is. Um, uh, we're also coming into some, uh, some serious difficulties regarding uh, the United States debt. Uh, and at some point, you know, the old saying, uh, Hemingway said, uh, uh, when I went bankrupt, it happened slowly at first and then all at once. And that's known as the ex- when, when the market goes exponential, the debt goes exponential. I think we're getting very close to that. We're adding a trillion dollars in debt. I think it's every two months. It might be three, but another trillion. Uh, so the the Federal Reserve is between a rock and a hard place. I am no admirer of the Federal Reserve, as you know. Uh but you get to a point where if you raise interest rates, then you crush the economy. You're going to crush banks. You're going to make it too expensive uh, for, uh, for business to get done to survive. If you lower the interest rates, you're going to cause hyperinflation. You're going to cause uh, – the money velocity is going to pick up. So they're between a rock and a hard place. I believe what's happening right now – um, and remember 2008, they did a lot of quantitative easing, a lot of printing of money. Uh, since November the 1st, um, at least the bond market was topping out at over 5% yield for a 10-year bond. When you have high yields like that and low prices uh, at the auctions, uh, people weren't showing up. Uh, there were, it was just a nightmare. We weren't able to sell our debt because what, what the buyers would be saying is, you need to pay us more money. You need to raise those yields or we're not, we're not going to do that. Well, that's what's happened, except they still got the party going on over at Congress where they're, where they're spending like crazy. This is not going to go away. And uh, we're getting to a point where it's going to – you get the old hockey stick, right, yeah. where it starts going straight up. I don't think we're far from that right now. So when you say 25%. Back in 2008, when it went crazy, how far did it drop then, do you recall? You know, I, at least 25, I'd Was say. It? Maybe 30. Okay. okay. Maybe 30. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting ride, uh, especially, you know, I have invested funds 
and that's interesting to watch. I have pulled out of the market for that, that market for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I believe we're coming to a place where tangible goods are going to hold their value much more than intangible goods, because a market without any backing is much easier to manipulate. And we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the predictions. Um, interesting. Um, let's jump into number four. All right. The U.S. dollar index, and I wasn't familiar with this. You, it's the Dixie, is what you said. Mm-hmm. Will drop to eighty or below, and it's currently at one hundred and two. That doesn't sound at all alarming to me because I really don't know what that means. Could you help myself? That's the most alarming point you got there. Yeah. Um, so, because tell uh, me what that means. So the Dixie is the U.S. dollar index. It's it's seven different currencies, but it's basically the dollar's relationship to those other currencies. Uh, and um, that's essentially the value of the dollar. That goes down, and you see precious metals and things like that rise. Precious metals, which the markets are extremely manipulated. That's another point we could make. Uh, so we have a fiat currency right now. Fiat means there's no backing for the dollar. In years past, we had a gold backing. They can print as much money out of thin air as they want to. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now is our currency is being debauched. Uh, f- furthermore, uh, how is that different than inflation? Because during an inflated economy, the dollar becomes worth less. That's that's causing inflation. Inflation is not a natural phenomenon. It's caused by printing too much money. It comes out of Washington. Uh, that's that's a quote from an economist. I can't remember. Was it Milton Friedman? I can't remember right now. But you can't understand what's happening to the dollar unless you understand the BRICS countries. So Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Uh, now, there's other countries that have been admitted to it recently, including Saudi Arabia, Egypt, all this kind of thing. After we came off of the um, the dollar backing in 1971, Henry Kissinger made a trip over to Saudi Arabia in 73, I believe it was, and said, we're going to establish the petrodollar. And uh, Saudi Arabia, what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to uh, you're going to provide all our oil, and 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 we're going to buy it in return. You're going to buy our debt. You're going to buy our debt. So, the the dollar had the backing of all those petrol purchases. So whenever com- uh, countries would buy uh, petroleum, they'd have to exchange that into dollars. Now with BRICS, which are establishing gold backing. China and such like, they're in the process of establishing gold backing. Uh, you don't have all these transactions that are happening uh, with with uh, on, under the U.S. dollar. So what you're going to see is less and less usage for the dollar. A lot of those dollars are going to flood back to America, and and there's going to be um, there's definitely going to be inflation as a result of that. Uh, furthermore, uh, inflation in the United States, they may say it's been. 17 or 20% in the last three years, but it's really been about double that. I follow shadowstats.com. They have what the 1980 formula was for establishing establishing inflation. It's about double that. So we've had about a third of the value of the dollar taken off in the last three years. A lot of profits out there. I can give names if you'd like. Uh, (coughs) Said that the U.S. dollar is going to... lose a third of its value, and then a little later, it's going to lose a, a, another third of its value, and then what's left of it is going to slowly fritter away. I think we've already lost roughly a third of the value of our dollar in the last three years. And I think BRICS is going to accelerate that process. Uh, and and Trump, 
you know, connecting to this, Trump knows if he doesn't take out our currency, that that's, that's basically, that's the root of the belly of the beast, our currency. If he doesn't take out our, our currency, um, our phony currency, then the New World Order can just come right back and pay off new people and, and reestablish what they did before. Does that make any sense? Yeah, spooky. This, I, I, I will say, as, as we say this, a lot of this stuff is heavy, but I believe we're, uh, we have a golden era ahead of us after this all shakes out. You know, Trump saying the best is yet to come. I believe there's very good things, but this is a dark time because it's got to happen to get us to the place where we need to be, uh, to establish us on solid ground financially, solid ground spiritually. Uh, uh, our, our country needs to realize uh, just how far we've fallen and, and what's the basis for our strength. Good word, man. I think if you guys are cool with this, let's do number five. And that might be a good breaking point for us. Okay. Number five reads. There will be a revealing of the majority of Congress being morally compromised with many being tied to pedophilia through blackmail and graft at a scale that has never been publicly seen in our nation. Normal people will have a very difficult time dealing with the level of evil that is revealed. Okay, so the pedophilia thing, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. And Bruce and I have had these conversations that I'm of the belief that there is a big blackmail type of a scheme that has been going on for a long time through the intelligence agencies and Absolutely. tied to Israel's intelligence agencies having leverage on our leaders through some sort of pedophilia entrapment, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. And I think Jeffrey Epstein and his clan is all tied to this as well. And I think that this leverage is being used now in real time to further fund and perpetuate the issue in the Middle East. Thoughts? Am I totally crazy or... No, I mean, how funny is that? You know, Jelaine Maxwell goes to prison, and yet we don't get revealed all the, the names of the people that supposedly helped her in her dastardly deed. Those are all kept, and they've been slowly dribbling it out now. But her father, Robert Maxwell, known Mossad agent, uh, a lot of people say that Jelaine Maxwell was, uh, was the handler for Epstein. And, and we know that they videotaped and audiotaped everything. We know that. Um, yeah, if you're doing that kind of stuff, why do you have the freaking cameras on? Oh, right. Yeah. Some people think this guy. Well, uh, I don't think that anybody knew that the cameras were being. It was the cameras were on and being recorded. I don't know about that, but once they did know, you owned them. Yes. And and you could make them vote any way you wanted. You know, you you, you see things our way on this spending bill, or uh, that little 14 year old girl in you. That tape's going to get sent out to the networks. You know, so I think I think the uh, the huge majority of Congress are controlled by their wallet and their genitals. They've done they've done something that's implicated them, and and the powers that be made sure it was sufficiently ugly that there be no getting yourself out of a pickle if it was revealed. And it seems that they haven't been able to blackmail Trump. Nope. 
funny how that works. Right, which I also, I'm like, good on you, man. I mean, because he's said and done some stuff, and we've heard all the recordings and everything else, and it's largely inappropriate and, you know, kind of locker room talk, but whatever. Um, but he's not he ain't on the freaking island, is he? And, and they kept trying to claim that. Well, this is the guy that turned uh, Epstein into the FBI yep. back in, in 2012, Down I think it was. Yeah, and, and kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago, and Trump cooperated with the FBI at that time. Um, my, how that organization has fallen. Uh, but uh, he's if he was dirty, I, my gosh, we've investigated everything that guy's ever touched, all his tax forms, everything. If he was dirty, we'd know by now. We'd know by now. And I think that Trump had an agreement with the generals that he's working with right now uh, to, uh, and he had to be clean. He had to be clean and he had to know where the bodies were buried. Mm -hmm. And he's the ideal man. I'm not saying he is an ideal man, but he's the ideal man to accomplish this task. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's gonna say it, he's gonna do it. Uh, It's gonna get done, it might get dirty, but but by golly, uh, you're gonna get the raccoons cleaned out of your attic. <laughs> Amen. Brother. I break some drywall. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's half of the predictions. And I think it's a good place to break. And what we want to do, Morpheus, is we're going to let the audience sit and absorb what's been discussed here. And we're going to come back and do a part two. And we're going to unpack six through 10. And then teaser i've got some points that i maybe haven't brought up to you that i like your opinion on and uh, i think the audience is going to be pretty intrigued by this so we're hoping that uh, they'll tune into next week as well that's awesome anything else as we finish up this one oh this is great glad you're very fun to listen to appreciate you it's my privilege this is fun thank you jim